0: To the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. I'm a writer at Baseball Prospectus and the host of the Locked On Yankees podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gots or at the Locked On Yankees handle. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. I'd like to thank all of the returning listeners and to all of the first timers. I'm glad you're here. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Today we're recapping another game I didn't finish watching. I did last until the fourth inning this time. Monday night I passed out. The second inning. Oh, and speaking of Monday's game, my friend Lucas would like me to tell you all that he was in attendance in Anaheim and that he stayed for all 14 innings. As for last night, the Yankees won again. And Domingo Herman pitched another strong game. Chad Green had more issues. Not great, Bob. And Gary Sanchez is coming back. Gary. But before we get into all that, remember you can get Lockdown Yankees and all the other Lockdown podcasts straight to your phone by subscribing on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya. You can also subscribe in iTunes, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Lockdown Yankees in your car by telling your smart device to play podcast Lockdown Yankees. So the Yankees won again. They were up to nothing when I finally gave in to the yawns my mouth was producing every five seconds, and I was feeling good about that lead, but when I woke up this morning at 3.50 a.m. and saw that they won, I was very pleased. Then I saw the score and thought, did Hermann lose it near the end of his outing, or was it something else? It was something else. But let's start from the beginning. The lineup was a bit dicey when it was first posted. LeMayhew, Voigt Gardner, Torres, Ford, Tauchman, Romine, Estrada, Wade. I mean, honestly, it's a AAA lineup at best. So you're thinking maybe they could win the game because the Angels aren't that good. And who the heck is Chris Stratton? Oh, right. He pitched for the Giants. Never mind. He's actually someone who's been around for a little bit. So then the game starts. Luke Voigt gets the Yankees on the board right away with a solo home run, which extended his on-base streak to 34 games. And you're thinking, that's good. Give Herman some support. Herman works around a Mike Trout walk, and the Yankees come to bat again. This time, they score a run thanks to Mike Ford, Mike Tochman, and Tyro Estrada, who singled to load the bases. Then Tyler Wade hit a grounder to short, which scored Ford and got Estrada at second. And again, you're thinking, cool, more support for Herman. In the bottom of the second, Herman set down the Angels in order with a groundout, lineout and a strikeout swinging. After a void strikeout, Gardner tripled in the top of the 3rd, but he was stranded after Gleyber Torres struck out swinging and Ford popped out to end the inning. Now Herman got himself into a little bit of a pickle in the bottom of the frame. He gave up back-to-back singles to Tommy Lastella and David Fletcher, but he struck out Cole Calhoun and after a review at first base, Mike Trout turned into Mike out when it was ruled that he grounded into a double play to end the inning. I'm so sorry. That was such a bad joke, but I made it on Twitter last night and I had to do it here too. The fourth inning was relatively quiet for both teams, but really quiet for the Angels who went down in order. In the top of the fifth with two outs and Gardner on first, Ford launched his first major league home run to give the Yankees and Herman a nice four-nothing cushion. So good for Ford. Very exciting for him to hit his first home run. So, Herman hurt himself in the bottom of the fifth. Not literally, could you imagine? I mean, in terms of the game. He committed an error and the run ended up scoring. But that was all the Angels could get that inning, and the Yankees were up 4 1. So, Brad Osmus pulled Stratton to start the sixth, and Justin Anderson struck out the side. Estrada and Wade struck out swinging. LeMahieu struck out looking. Herman keeps cruising in the bottom of the inning, getting a pop out and two ground outs. And now you're thinking, hey, They can win this one. In the top of the seventh, the Yankees score again. This time, Voigt starts things off with a walk. Gardner doubles. Torres hits a single to score Voigt and advance Gardner to third. So Sam Freeman replaces Anderson, and Gio Urshela replaces Mike Ford. Urshela headed to shortstop. The Angels got the out at home. Gardner was out at home. Torres advanced to second, and Urshela reached. After a mound visit, Tachman walked to load the bases. Then Romine hit a grounder to third, which scored Torres and advanced in and Urshela, but then Wade grounded out to end the inning. In the bottom of the inning, Herman gets Pujol swinging, gives up a ground rule double to Brian Goodwin, and gets Kevin Smith to fly out. Herman is thanked for his services and replaced by Chad Green, who gets Listella to ground out to end the inning. Very nice game for Herman. We will get into his exact stats and pitches in segment two. In the top of the eighth, the Yankees added their seventh run on another home run by Voight. Turns out that home run was pretty big because the bottom of the eighth turned into a nightmare for Chad Green. Fletcher and Calhoun hit back-to-back singles, which were followed by a Mike Trout walk to load the bases. And then after a mound visit, Green surrendered a grand slam to Justin Bohr. Yes. The reaction you're having is the correct one. So Luis Sessa comes in to replace Green, and it doesn't get much better for him as he surrenders a double to Simmons with the help of Brett Gardner's glove and walks pool holes. So this is the moment right here. This is the moment. If I were awake, I would have had to muffle my face with a pillow so I wouldn't wake up everyone else in the house. Thankfully, Luis was a successor Got Goodwin to strike out, and Smith to ground into a double play to end the inning. And no, I will not apologize for that horrible pun. Cody Allen pitched a quiet-ish ninth inning. He walked Wade. Wade stole second, but LeMahieu flied out to end the inning. By the way, LeMahieu was 0-6 last night. Oof. The bottom of the ninth was quiet for the Angels, thankfully. Zach Britton came in to close the game and got two ground outs to short and one to third. The Yankees win! Remember, to get this show every day, subscribe to Locked On Yankees on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked On Yankees. Guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? You would stride to the plate and hit a first pitch home run every time? Well, now you can return to your glory days, increase your performance, and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Think of it as a PED that won't get you suspended. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach though I wouldn't recommend taking them in public because they're chewable, so they work up to twice as fast as a pill, which means you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. But if you want your lady to take a long ride on the D train, Blue Chew is for you. Now this just isn't for guys who are batting under the Mendoza line. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. No doctor's visit, No waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct from their place to yours, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code MLB. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Welcome back. Let's take a closer look at Domingo Herman's numbers. He went six and two-thirds innings. He gave up that one unearned run. He gave up four hits. He walked a batter, and he struck out five. So how did he do it? He mixed his pitches well. They were pretty evenly distributed, according to StatCast. He threw 29 four-seamers, 29 cutters, 22 change-ups, and 19 two-seamers. His last strikeout of the game in the seventh inning against Pujols came on an 81.2-mile-per-hour curveball that was way out of the zone. He made Pujols look really silly. He also used the curve to get a swinging strikeout of Smith in the second inning. His other strikeouts were on his two-seam and four-seam fastballs. Brian Goodwin hit two doubles off Hermann. The first was off the changeup. Second was off the four-seam fastball. Again, Hermann did do a nice job of mixing his pitches. He had some nice life on the four-seam and two-seam, hitting 94 and 95 a few times. Overall, it was a nice performance for Herman. He's really doing a good job picking up the slack in the Yankees starting rotation. And the Yankees have won, is it seven out of nine now? They are on a bit of a roll at the time when you don't expect them to be on this kind of roll. Now, let's talk about poor Chad Green. Before we get into last night's performance, we'll talk a little bit about Sunday because he did play a huge role in ruining James Paxton's start. Thankfully, the Yankees walked off. During the broadcast, David Cohn made it a point to talk about how Green didn't look right to him, and that Green's mechanics were definitely off. He also went into specifics about Green's body and how he was releasing the ball, and, you know, because he's a former pitcher and knows his stuff. My first thought was, I'm glad Cohn noticed something was off. My second thought was, have the Yankees noticed that something's off? So fast forward to last night, and yes, it was 7-1, so there was room for error. But after Green gave up the back-to-back singles, the Yankees should have been ready to have someone come in. Frankly, with the way Green has been pitching so far this season, they should always have someone ready. (laughs) Green could go into a game with a 12-run lead, and the Yankees should have someone else warming up. That's how bad he's been. Instead, they allow him to walk Mike Trout to load the bases and then give up the Grand Slam to Justin Boer. By the way, that Grand Slam was off a splitter that didn't split and was right in the heart of the zone. It was a cookie. It was on a tee. It was a meatball. Anyone could have hit that pitch. That's how bad it was. I've watched enough Chad Green this year to know that something is really wrong with him. The Yankees cannot risk having him pitch and potentially blowing games for them. Now, again, thankfully, they had that big lead, but there will be games when they don't have a big lead. Boone will be forced to put Green in, and Green will crap the bed. Can they send him to Scranton to work out some stuff? I mean, I know the team is depleted, and I know the bullpen is short-staffed without Dylan Batansis. but my goodness, Green cannot be trusted at all. And I feel really bad for him. He was really good for the Yankees when people had no idea who he was. He came out of nowhere. And now he's so unreliable, and I really hope that he figures out what's wrong. I hope someone figures out what's wrong. Maybe Cohn can be a pitching coach when he's not broadcasting games for the Yankees. Is that even possible? Is that allowed? It should be allowed. Let's make it an exception for David Cohn. Now, in good news, Gary Sanchez will be returning to the Yankees tonight. Oh, and I gave out false information during yesterday's podcast which wasn't my fault. I saw a writer tweet this, so I believed them. They stated that the Yankees were calling up Jonathan Loizaga and that he would be starting in place of Herman, and everyone else would be pushed back a day. But that wasn't the correct information. Loizaga was called up, but he was brought up to shore up the bullpen. So my bad on that one. I apologize. Tonight's matchup is CC Sabathia against Felix Pena. C.C. is six strikeouts shy of 3,000 for his career. So that would be a nice milestone to reach. And Clint Frazier sat out last night. The Yankees say it's precautionary. We'll see. I'm glad that they were being careful with him and his ankle. The last thing the Yankees need, and the last thing, frankly, Clint Frazier needs, is to be put on the I.L., He had such a rough year last year, and he's doing so well this season, and it would be such a shame to see him have to go on the injured list after such a hot start. So that's it for today's episode of Locked On Yankees, which is brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as in iTunes, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your day. Go CC, and I'll talk to you all tomorrow.